Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. And welcome, folks, to a live edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. You know, we normally record these and bring them to you uh, after the fact. We normally kind of, if you paid attention to the rhythm of things, we kind of hold episodes for commitments. Have you you kind of noticed that, haven't you, Bryce? Like, we know a commitment is coming, and then we hold the episode until the commit happens. That's kind of been the rhythm of things here of late, right? We've done a few. We've done a few. We've done a few. So we didn't do that this time. We didn't record an episode and hold it for a commit. We just thought we'd go live and bring you some some fresh intel. Let's go ahead and bring Steve Lorenz into the fold. Steve, how are you? What's up, guys? Yeah, man. So here's we, let's get all of the pleasantries out of the way. You know how we do it. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. They can find it wherever they get their podcast. That's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. You name it. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. That way, every time we do a new episode, you'll get a notification alerting you to that. And of course, the best way to show love, the easiest way to find out the latest and the greatest and the most accurate Michigan info and intel out there is go to the MichiganInsider.com. One dollar gets you in your first month. Once you get hooked, which you will, and you become a full paying member, you also get access to Paramount Plus. You cannot beat it. You know, you got the mayor of Kingstown, which is outstanding. You got 1923, another outstanding show, Paramount Plus, a lot of great offerings over there. So done with the plugs. Let's plug this recruiting class as we get into the, the nitty gritty. We Some positions we haven't really talked about a lot. I want to kind of dig more into today. We'll talk some corners a little bit, for instance, as uh, that is a, a hot topic of late. But guys, recruiting momentum is a thing. We say it a lot. Bryce Merritt, Steve Lorenz, we've done this for a long time. Michigan didn't have momentum coming off the season last year. They have definite momentum this season. And the latest commitment that they picked up, we did the episode, Channing Good, when we all saw it coming. And it just feels like the snowball is just now building, Steve, or still building, Steve. Yeah, I mean, what, they're in the lead for three or four top targets on the crystal ball right now? With with official visit season coming as well, they're they're slated to host a bunch of guys. Uh, I think we're looking at what the weekend of June 16th looks like the biggest one, right? When they host all their commitments on campus, you got to think they're going to want a few guys on that on that visit to, you know, at least maybe they can close on a couple more guys during that weekend, or at least put themselves in a position to close. So, yeah, like it's been funny. Like we we know, like we've said the last few weeks, like we really haven't had to think too hard about. Uh, what we're going to be talking about on here or what we're writing about because they've they've been just nicely they've been dispersed uh, very nicely for us to you know let one commitment marinate and then another one comes along and you know you just kind of keep chugging along so uh, yeah just night and day compared to last cycle at this time and and yeah it doesn't really look like Michigan is is going to be slowing down uh, anytime soon yeah what you really like about another thing that's really making it fun is is the footprint recruiting michigan is doing because look footprint recruiting is rivalry recruiting right you you put teams in conference you go toe-to-toe with them on a recruiting trail it gets more heated it gets more contested it's just more heartstrings 
being tugged. And we really see that coming to the fore in the state of Ohio. Aaron Scott, of course, the jockeying back and forth as the number one player in Ohio. We talked about him a lot last on last week's episode. We've since uh, released uh, one of the videos with his coach where he was, you heard him talking about his connection with Jim Harbaugh, right? He loves Jim. They're eight-year teammates with the Chicago Bears, and he laid out his whole his whole profile. And he said, okay, I kind of rocks with Ryan Day. I, I wasn't really buying it, but but now I'm buying I, I'm just I'm just quoting the man. Now, that doesn't mean that that's where, you know, that's not that doesn't mean that's where Aaron's going to go. But it's a plug. It's like we said last week. It's one of those things where you know some of that negative recruiting can be filtered out because you got a guy on the ground. But you look up, Bryce, and another kid in Ohio, another corner in Ohio, just picked up an Ohio State offer, Michigan on him as well. Terion Nichols is suddenly looks like another battleground recruit in the state of Ohio. I mean, Ryan Day is saying that he's going to guard his yard better. That's what he told Mo, Mo Douglas. And Michigan really feels like they're kind of, like I said last week, putting them on their heels a little bit. So I I don't know. Did you guys notice that Ohio State happens to be offering guys after Michigan, especially the DBs? I mean, I don't know if that's a new trend or something, but uh, yeah, Tyrion Nichols, the guy that actually set up a official visit for June 23rd to the 25th, a guy that Michigan's been on Sanford um, quite a bit, and he's a guy that I know in the state of Ohio, he's had a lot of uh, traction with Penn State, uh, Pittsburgh, a couple other schools. But Michigan's done a really good job. I know he's intrigued with defensive back uh, development and so many uh, so many more things. I know he's um, looking forward to his official visit. And this is a guy that I know that Michigan really likes in the secondary. You know, this is a guy that if you can land another piece, another chess piece that you can kind of claim over Ohio State. Because it's been far and wide to claim victories against Ohio State. Half the guys, apparently, Michigan offers, there's not the par from the state of Ohio. So, yeah, so apparently picked, he is. You you picked up on that pattern, you know, Ohio State mm-hmm. kind of offering guys after Michigan in their own state. That's Now, what they used to do, Steve, is they wait till the end, and then they, they come back around after they missed on some of the national guys. They, they just can't do that anymore. They got to move on guys maybe they had on the back burner. They got to move on them a lot sooner because Michigan is an imminent threat. That's what I was going to say. That's where the change has been. It's them offering after Michigan isn't necessarily the newest thing, but it's the, yeah, it's the uh, close proximity in the, in that offer order uh, that has really been a lot different, you know, and and it's, it's pretty clear. I mean, we know Michigan's evaluation ability, uh, you know, and then, yeah, now with Michigan actually making headway in Ohio, you're, you're pushing Ohio state to make moves, in a faster, you know, in a faster sense. I mean, I'd argue, and I think there are a few guys in the state of Ohio that uh, Michigan has not offered, won't say, but uh, that I'm not sure Michigan was going to offer, but I feel like Ohio State may have reached a little bit on a few offers in state just to, I don't know if in in anticipation that Michigan was going to offer or not, but uh, it just feels like Ohio State's definitely recruiting in state a lot differently than they have in the past. And, and it's clear that Michigan is, it has to be one of the primary reasons that they're doing that. Yeah. Terry on Nichols probably wouldn't have seen an offer from Ohio state until what September, October, like maybe on an official, but maybe they host him for an official or try to host him for an official and then offer him there. So uh, 
yeah, no, definitely seeing Michigan's impact. Steve Klinkscale leading the charge there for the most part. Um, you know, but yeah, Michigan definitely changing it up in Ohio for sure. Yeah, man, and it, it extends beyond Ohio where they're doing uh, battle for DB. So Boo Carter, man, we've talked about Boo Carter in past episodes. Uh, you know, cornerback, athlete. Uh, I think Michigan's recruiting him as an athlete. You got some other schools that think he is an even better receiver. He is a dynamic playmaking talent. I was talking to 24-7's Chris Singletary about him. He raved about him as a receiver. Michigan and Ohio State are both all over this kid. Now, a connection that we have mentioned before, and I want to redirect your attention back to, is Jeremiah Beasley. I just put in a crystal ball for Jeremiah Beasley uh, to Michigan. Steve, I know you were on that train a while ago, right? The young fella out of uh, out of Belleville High School. I know Chris Partridge was just over at just over at Belleville. So was uh, Kirk Campbell. Yeah, we know so, Kirk Campbell was. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like uh, you know Michigan Central now. They are all over Belleville. I remember the time where they were. <laughs> and that was the case, right? Uh, that has definitely changed in a big way. Well, Jeremiah Beasley. I am convinced. This is my opinion. He did not say this explicitly. Let me stipulate that for the record. He did not say Michigan is my leader. He did say, I have a school that's sticking out for me. I believe Michigan is that school. That's important for a few reasons. Number one, he is an absolute ball, absolute ball player. Remember, who was the kid that Michigan had committed from Belleville a couple years ago? The linebacker, Aaron Alexander, right? So they had Aaron Alexander come in. I went to watch that game. He what was he a sophomore at the time? Man, the dude was the best player on. He was outstanding. Talking about Beasley, you would have thought that Beasley at that time was the guy, and he wasn't the guy yet. Absolute ball player as a linebacker, key cog as a as a running back. Chris Partridge has taken that recruitment and flipped it. You know, you had Steve Klinkscale keeping it alive, keeping Belleville alive both when it came to Beasley and definitely when it came to Bryce Underwood. But it allowed for a CP to come in and place one phone call, resonate with that kid right away that, hey, you're a top guy, and that relationship has been building ever since. And now, Steve, I think they're in a pole position as he gets ready to hit his visits before his June 29th announcement date. Yeah, I mean, that's one where Michigan State – was originally the crystal ball leader. I think there are still some residual crystal balls in there. I, I don't. I think it's clear. He posted. Someone posted on our site. He posted online that he was selling his Michigan State gloves uh, like a week or so ago. I don't think the Spartans will ever will will be the choice now at all. Uh, even if it happens to shift away from Michigan, but uh, yeah, no, definitely one where Chris Partridge flipped the script. Uh, different, you know, when a new coach comes in, they set their own board. I think. I think as far as like an actual true linebacker, I'd argue that Michigan probably thinks Jeremiah Beasley's the top guy on their board. I think they see some flexibility with some of the other linebackers that they're recruiting, uh, Aaron Childs being one uh, for sure. So, you know, yeah, Beasley has has leapt to the top of the board. Michigan's made him feel like a – I mean, he was on campus, what, like three or four times within like a yeah, seven man. or eight weeks, like a two-month period right after Partridge got hired. So, yeah, Michigan completely uh, has dominated that recruitment uh, for the last couple of months or so. And, and yeah, they look like right now, they look like they're in really, really good position uh, to finish out. Yeah. And so look, we'll talk uh, linebacker, another linebacker that Michigan 
uh, is doing really well with is Cole Sullivan, linebacker athlete. We'll talk more about him coming up. But Jeremiah Beasley, if they get him, it adds to, I think, the pull for Boo Carter. Max X teammates, right? They've been talking for a while, Bryce, about, hey, what if we go to the same school? Now, what schools do they have in common? Tennessee is a school. They don't have Ohio State in common. Ohio State's pushing for Boo Carter. But they got Tennessee in common. Uh, they have Michigan in common. They have Michigan State in common. Uh, one of the things that made me write Michigan State off with, with Jeremiah Beasley, his brother's there. I guess you can't write him completely off. And the the allure of playing with his brother for a season, I think, is a real thing. Right? But he said he's looking hard at the talent around him. He wants a lot of, you know, really, really good players around him. And he wants to win. Michigan just had nine players drafted, right? Michigan State just had their starting quarterback and starting receiver hit the portal. Um, And they're coming off a losing season. This would seem to me, if we're applying the criteria, Bryce, it would seem to me that Michigan State doesn't really fit the criteria that he laid out. It's not only that. Look at the recruiting classes. Michigan State, I don't know how many commits they got. They got four, I want to say right now. Michigan's got, you know, I mean, they're approaching 20. I mean, it's getting insane how many commits they're racking up here. Um, yeah. They're going to they're gonna lose, they're, they're lose their number one verbal, too, that Jamari Howard kid out of Florida. He's bound to flip I'm, to Miami, one of the three in-state schools. So that's their best player probably by far in their class right now, too. I mean, they're not – yeah, sorry. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> Sorry. He's been on fire. <laughs> been on fire of late. What did he Couldn't help it. No, I mean, it's true, though. Let's, he's, talk, yeah, about he's... The, let's talk about the worst idea ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go out and sneak around and offer another oh, quarterback. Uh, <laughs> In a got, a couple, got a couple texts about that one. So <laughs> It was a spot-on comment. It was a spot-on comment. I bet you Kirk Campbell agreed with it. He's like, oh, that's Steve Lariz. Those what the hell he's talking about. That would be a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why he didn't have it, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to it. They're talking about going to school together a lot, right? Now, package deals, we know Bryce don't always work, but you'd have uh, Jeremiah Beasley in the fold. You have Jacob Oden in the fold. This kind of helps you pull them into the pull them into the loop, right? So I, I just – Boo Carter, I know – I tell people sometimes with the rankings, guide not the gospel. Folks look at his three-star rating according to 24-7 sports and they're like, ah, what are we talking about? Man, Michigan is all over this dude, Bryce. He is a top guy for Michigan. The Michigan fans should pay attention to the pursuit of Boo Carter. Well, you look at, for me, I like the other thing I look at is the offer list. He's got nearly 40 offers. So it's not like obviously, obviously schools agree with your assessment, Sam. You know what I mean? He's he's got the talent. I, I think for him right now, it's it's one of those like nose tackles. It's kind of tough to evaluate them. He's a nickelback, I would say. But he's actually for a nickelback. He's got decently good size. He's got great speed, great ball skills. A guy that can go sideline to sideline. He's actually in the database listed as an athlete. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he can do. It's not like he's pitching a hole just to being. You know, Nickelback, he can do a lot. And the other thing with that recruitment that stands out to me is uh, does, does Michigan happen to have a decent recruiter that has some ties to the state of Illinois, uh, Tennessee? 
He seems to be pretty good. I I I'm, I forgot his name, Sam. If you could help me, who who would that be? Who's the recruiter with the state of Tennessee? Yeah, who? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to go trying to blank too. Let's see. Any folks in the crowd get a guess? I don't know. Got to bring their names up. He's, he's a pretty good recruiter. Listen, Steve. Man, Steve, Steve Clean Scale, man. Steve Clean Scale is outstanding. Listen, Stun. it should come as no surprise that the state of Tennessee, Steve Clean Scale is basically posted up. So, Boo Carter may be the name that we've talked about the most. But there's two more guys in that state that you need to pay attention to as well. One of them I've been hearing from my guy, Daryl Graham, about for a long time. It's a kid named Nigel Maynard. So Nigel Maynard, I don't think we've talked about Nigel on the on the uh, podcast before, but Nigel Maynard is definitely a dude for Michigan. More on uh, he's more on the developmental track because he's a little light. He's about 170 pounds right now. That's one of the things that that DG was talking about. He said, you know his his you know his ceiling. He's further from it than maybe some other prospects. So when you look at his his three-star rating, for instance, the composite has him like 1,040. DG was like, don't look, don't look at that. Don't look at that. He is going to be an absolute ball player. Uh, you know, clink scale all over him. You got some of the SEC team, Ole Miss, kind of pushing really hard for him as well. Uh, but this is a kid that's about 6'1", about 165, 170 pounds, can really run and flew it for his size, uh, for his length, Steve. And one that low key, you haven't heard a lot about, but that Michigan is pushing hard for. So the name I was given, as far as Nigel Maynard is concerned, is is actually Rod Moore. So that gives you an idea of what kind of player he is. I know when when Michigan recruited Rod Moore as a as primarily at safety, I think it was his coverage. They really liked his coverage ability and his ability to uh, tackle to make tackles as well. Like not a you know, not a bad tackler, right pursuit angles, that type of stuff. I, I feel like Michigan really looks at, at Nigel Maynard in a similar vein. So a guy that could project a corner, could project a safety. Uh, but, yeah, a guy that I think they just like as far as, like, just a guy they'd like to just put in their defensive backfield, figure it out later. Like you said, he's he's not a finished product by any means. So they're even, you know, even Michigan would look at it as like, okay, let's get him in the fold. And we'll work with we'll work with his his development his development his skill set whatever and then put him where we think he fits best so uh, yeah and if you're gonna compare somebody to Rod Moore that I think any Michigan fan is is gonna want to want to have that guy in their team for sure so yeah man if you watch the latest episode of Behind the Uniform uh, you you want a team full of Rod Moores uh, both in skill and when it when it talks about getting up in people's grill that is that dude was down at Ohio State telling Ohio State dudes this is going to be a long senior day for y'all because we're about to ruin it. He, he said that in the Ohio State tunnel and went out there and backed it up. But one more guy from the state of Tennessee to highlight, guys, from Nashville, another guy that Michigan is really pushing for, and this dude can run, right? His his listed time in his profile is 10-8-9, but I think he's – I think he is kind of put up a time faster than that. I think he's running the 10 fives and 10 sixes. And I'm talking about Andre Evans. And I know you guys just reported uh, that he uh, he's locked in his official visit. Yeah. He, uh, the talented, uh, another talented uh, defensive back from the state of Tennessee. Um, he's going to be coming up. I want to say the 23rd. He locked that in 
What's more telling is he actually was up on campus a week ago, and right after he locked in his official visit to Michigan. I know he likes Michigan. I know he knows a lot of the guys in the program, um, several guys in the class, Jacob Bowden, you know, um, other guys. And so this is a talented, you know, read and react, got great ball skill uh, coverage skills. On top of that, this is a guy that if Clink likes him, I kind of have to trust his evaluation, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's another top guy. I, I really do, if you watch his film, really like his stuff. And this is a guy that quietly Michigan's been doing work with that maybe a lot of people don't know. But again, Sam, four-star prospect, six foot, 185 pounds, and he's got 25 offers. So this is not a guy to be slept on. He's got, you know, he's got the offer list. He's even got the star ranking. I think he could be a little better than his ranking right now. And this is a guy that easily could be in this class come summer as well. I could that's just my opinion, but I could you know, I could see it. Yeah. Uh got some commentary. Mel Chizadek says, I honestly want Aaron Scott and Ryan Wingo to verbally commit to Ohio State. Then flip on national side today. It's like so uh listen. <laughs> if it'd be Let's not get crazy. Let's not yeah, get crazy. It'd be unbelievable if Aaron Scott were to commit to them and flip on signing day. I, I, I'd be shocked. His dad's a huge Ohio State fan. You know that that Michigan <laughs> has, right that that Michigan yeah. has made it itself such a presence that he didn't jump on that offer right away is a big big deal. But I can't imagine a scenario where he was to if he were to commit to them. That he would flip down. It's one thing to let your son go to Michigan, right? It's another thing to let your son embarrass Ohio State in the process. I can't see that happening, Bill Chisadek, but I do think, like I said, I mean, sitting down, talking to the kid, I got to put up that video. We've been so swamped. So much content. Basketball, we just dropped that. Michigan has one of the top transfer portal guys on campus as we speak, right? They're trending up on the recruiting trail. Uh, I think, you know, who knows? We might have to do a, a uh, Michigan basketball recruiting insider coming up uh, because I think they're they're trending uh, towards some good news on that side of things as well. So stay tuned for that. But so much going on, I haven't even put up the one on one with with Aaron Scott yet, and you'll see. Look, man, this is a knockdown drag out, and there is a reason why you got some Ohio State folks kind of not they they not they're not walking with the chest out as much as you know. The posturing isn't the same. It used to be ridiculous to think that Michigan was going to get one of these guys. Then they got Jordan Marshall. Then you see in the school Aaron is really talking about, I got I to gotta see their defense. I got to see what they look like at DB this year. That's a real, real factor for him. So Michigan very much in there. I think they have a slight lead. Now the question is, you know, I think there's going to be jockeying for a position as far as timing of his official is concerned. If it's me, I want – the second, if I'm if, between Michigan and Ohio State, I want the second. Visit. Always. I don't want to be first. <laughs> if I'm clink scale, I'm telling him to go to Columbus first. Because if that if that kid has held out this long, Steve, he can hold out through a visit to make it to Michigan for, for a visit. So you want to be first so you can counter whatever it is they throw at him. Uh, yeah, you always want to be. I think getting the last, yeah, in, in a big time recruitment, normally being the last, you don't want to be first. You know, if you're taking your five, which I know they can take more than that now, but, you know, 
you always want to be towards the back end, if not last. Uh, history just seems to say that last impression, particularly if you already say out of those schools, you're one of the top two or three programs uh, that usually bodes well for you to get that last visit. That last impression always seems to make somewhat of a difference with, with elite guys. So yeah, I mean, if you're Michigan, you should definitely be pushing for, you know, yeah. You ask him when he's thinking about deciding and say, okay, come to campus, the closest date to that possible, you know, and we'll host you for a few days, you know, and, and go from there with it. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's probably the sound strategy. And I think it's, it's really been, I think it's the strategy most schools try to take in a, when they're in a, a heated recruitment like this one. Yeah, man. So, uh, look, there's Steve just put up a great piece, by the way, kind of laying out corner recruiting. We addressed it in this uh, episode because we've been getting asked about corners for a while now. I know my man Antoine Johnson has been he's been on me for like weeks kind of asking, hey, Sam, what about corners? What about corners, Sam? What about corners? I was like, all right, we got to get to corners. And we finally did. Uh, There are more on the docket. So check out Steve's piece. He kind of lays out the board as we see it uh, at this point. Uh, There are a few more names for you to, uh, you know, take note of. But these are the main ones, the ones that we just threw out there. You got Grimsley down in um, Tampa uh, Tampa Plant. He's another one to kind of keep an eye on. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, let's get back to linebacker recruiting guys because we were talking about Jeremiah Beasley, Aaron Childs. I think Michigan is the definite leader for both of those guys. But another kid that we've been talking about a lot lately is a kid named Cole Sullivan. I was talking to Gene Hankerson, and he knows Cole's trainer. He said he trains all the top guys in the Pittsburgh area. He said uh, this is the same guy that trains – Aaron Donald when he comes back home, right? And Gene was like, hey, this is a dude. Outstanding athlete, 6'3", 200 pounds, can really run. So we were comparing him to Chase, right? You guys, because you remember when we covered Chase's recruitment. Chase was like that. And his profile as a recruit was very similar. He was a three-star, kind of under-the-radar guy. Who was the Ohio State guy that Michigan was chasing, Steve? There's Kyle a- Berger. Kyle Berger. They were chasing Kyle Berger. And it was looking like he was leaning to Ohio State. Then they kind of turned up the heat on Bryce or on on, uh, on Chase as that recruitment was trending away. And they got the better dude. Like you had to figure out what position because he was a linebacker. 
He got to Michigan. They moved him to tight end. He came back over. They moved him up to edge. He had the frame, but he could run. Well, what my man, what Gene was saying is he's hearing Cole is a better athlete than Chase at the same stage, right? And so the way he put it, so we, I remember we went to watch Chase play basketball. <laughs> so Chase, great athlete. He could jump. No game whatsoever. I hope Chase sees this. No game whatsoever. Chase was, he was, it was hack a chase. All he did was chase dudes around the court so he could follow. That was his game, right? But they they like, man, Cole has game. Like, this is not, like, he can actually play basketball. Like, he's legit, you know, basketball talent, too. So, change of direction, run, jump, speed in a straight line. Steve Cole Sullivan has all of that, and that's one of the reasons why you see Michigan all over. Yeah, he's one of those guys, if anybody goes and turns on his huddle film, uh, he's like a two- or three-play guy, and you're like, yeah, yep, this guy. Again, not only the athleticism, but just – I always say it every cycle. There's a few guys you watch where you're like, okay, this guy just knows how to play football, and, and they understand what they're doing on the field. Uh, that's where, where he really jumped out to me. Uh, just a very conscious athlete of what's going on and, and, and making the right play. But, again, yeah, possessing all those uh, – the measurables and stuff that the big-time college programs covet. So, uh, yeah, where he's ranked right now uh, – extremely underrated in my opinion uh we're talking about tennessee pennsylvania and so feels like those are like in between regions sort of so they don't get scouted as heavily by our rankers as other areas in the country right, do, right? which which is weird because like 24 7 in nashville uh but 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 as far as like where our actual regional analysts are and where they specialize in uh these are areas where maybe they don't get to see kids from these different regions that often. So that's another thing I think people should keep in mind when we're talking about kids from like, like a Kentucky area, like Michigan's recruiting Jeremiah Lowe's another name at mm-hmm. corner out of Frederick Douglass in Kentucky, a three-star that Michigan really likes. Uh, but same with, with Cole uh, where, you know, I don't know if our analysts have really gotten out to see him live that much, uh, you know, but yeah, a guy who just based off the huddle film alone, just a few plays in and you're like, yeah, this guy can definitely play football. So, yeah. So your thoughts after you watch Cole Sullivan's tape, Bryce, he's, he's a stud six foot three, 200 pounds. You know, actually what impressed me the most is if you go to his Twitter, you got to go back a year to his, like throughout his photos and videos. He's got a video, Sam. Oh, I don't know if you've ever done this before. Steve might've of a standing box jump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of using a box, use the car. Use the car. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen that? I I heard about and, it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. No. And I'm like, listen, I love my car. I would never jump on it, but hey, that's you know. <laughs> right. Hey, you know what? This if you're his parent, so probably dad. You know, probably dad. Like jumped on the on the top of dad's car. And the only reason why he lets you get away with it because it's so unbelievable that you could do it. Right. Ordinarily, like if he had jumped on the hood, he'd be he, on the hood. Anybody could jump on the hood. Hey, he probably got five scholarships. Coaches probably watch that. They're like, you know, I, I don't even I mean, watch the film. He's, he could jump out of a car. Like, right. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So listen, you know, rather than us sit here and talk about Cole Sullivan for the entire show, why don't we just bring Cole Sullivan on to the show and welcome him on to kind of talk about his recruitment and so 
we have one of the rising prospects in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I liken him to Chase Winovich, but I'm saying I'm saying right now, same stage of development. I think we're talking to a, uh, a better athlete, and his recruitment has really kind of taken off. And so, Cole, let's just start off first, man. First of all, welcome. How you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm super excited to be on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you have a top five, so just kind of run us through the top five schools on your list at this point. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at all those schools, you know they're they're all high academic schools, uh, which is very important to me. Uh, it's equally as important as the football program. You know, I want to try to find the best the best uh, match of education and football. Uh, so that's why those those five are on there. And, uh, you know, every, every school has their own unique unique taste to it. Um, you know, I liked all my visits there. I mean, they're my top five. That's why they're up there, right? Yeah, you know, we always dial in and tune in to the rivalries. And so I know you got some Notre Dame fans kind of wondering what you thought of the Irish. What did you think of Notre Dame? Oh, the, the tradition there. The tradition there is unmatched. It's it's unlike anything else. So, you know, it, it is a special place. Um, yeah, it. The, like I said, the tradition there. It, it's just something you, you can feel when you when you step on campus. So uh, the Michigan visit. See, Michigan got in a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. Yeah. But it, it felt it felt like they really kind of just instantly made that move with you. Kind of take me through the visit. What stood out to you about Michigan when you made your way up here? Yeah, I, I would say the, the thing that stood out the most was just the real talk with them. Like, they they didn't try to hide anything from me or my parents. You know, they some schools might try to, you know, cover something up. But, uh, no, they, they showed us everything and anything we wanted to see. Um, they were just honest about everything, you know. And we didn't – there was nothing fake about it. All right. And so, you know, I've been seeing some rumors on Twitter that you were trending towards making a decision. What does your decision timeline look like at this point? Um, so, actually, I'm, I'm going to make my decision right now. Um, I'm going to stand up so that uh, everyone can hear me here. But uh, so thank you guys all for coming here. Uh, it mean, means – so much to me that you guys are all here. Um, you know, I, I just want to thank my family too, especially my parents and my sister. Um, they, they've been so selfless through this whole process and uh, just giving me every opportunity that I need to succeed. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just so, so blessed to have you all in uh, supporting me. And uh, it, it's really, it's really just because of God's grace that I'm here able to make this decision tonight so that being said the school i'm going to so i'm proud to commit to university of michigan yeah man congratulations another commitment to the university of michigan and the guy i gotta tell you Chris Partridge has been very, very selective in his linebacker recruiting. You guys haven't watched it. Uh, there are guys that Michigan had offered that he pulled off of. And it, feel, it feels like to me with you, Cole, he kind of pulled rank. Because wasn't, wasn't Grant Newsom recruiting you first? He was. He, he's the area recruiter. And, uh, yeah, it, it didn't take long for Coach Partridge to step in, though, as, as my recruiter. I'll say that. 
<laughs> so so tell us what was it about Michigan that made Michigan be the place for you? Uh, I to me, I, like I said before, I I just thought it was the best combination of uh, academics and athletics I could get. Um, I the coaching staff, Coach Harbaugh, obviously, Coach Partridge, and then also I I love Coach Herbert was a big part of the decision too. He he's a he's from Pittsburgh, and uh, we had that connection right away. And I I just love Coach Par, uh, Coach Herb. He's he's the man. I'm excited to work with him. Yeah, man, and the the educational piece. I know talking to your dad about it, he said that was a big a big deal for you as well. It was, yeah, yep. I mean, I mean, you saw my top five all good schools. Uh, you know, I'm taking some AP classes this year, so I'll come in with some credits. Uh, you know, I want to I want to go to a school where where that diploma means something, and uh, I I want to have that. Um, what's the word? You know, just the uh, outreach of, of all the alumni uh, to be there when I get out of school. So I think Michigan's great, the best place for that. All right, I got one more question before I turn it over to Bryce and Steve. So what are you, Cole? I mean, I, yeah, we can, I feel like you okay. could be a linebacker, you could be an edge, you could be a tight end. I mean, what do you see yourself as? Um, I Honestly, me and Coach Partridge have talked about it, and uh, he, he said he's not limiting me. To, to a specific position, uh, he said he would probably start me out at Mike, just because uh, that that's where that's the easiest spot to learn first. And then he just said he would let my body grow and develop into where wherever I need to be. And that that's one thing he likes about me the most. He said is that I'm very versatile and I can play multiple positions. So uh, you know we're not not really pigeonholed into one there. Steve, hey Cole, first off, congrats. Um, wondered about uh, Jim Harbaugh's role in your recruitment. How how much of a relationship did you develop with Coach Harbaugh, and um, you know what was that like getting to know him and and, and getting to meet him throughout the process? Yeah, it, it was kind of surreal at first uh, when uh, Coach Harbaugh calls you on the phone to give you an offer to Michigan. But uh, he he's just a great person in general. Uh, you know, when I met met him in his office on my first visit, the, I think the first. For 30 minutes, I don't think we even talked about football. I think we were just talking, uh, and we, you know, we got to football later. But you know, we, he's just a great, great guy to talk to. You can relate to him easily, and yeah, he he definitely played a big, big role. You, the, the man at the top—that's who you play for. So, uh, he, yeah, he played a big role in it too. We're talking about the chase. The other thing I want to ask is that we're talking about the Chase Winovich uh, comparison to whatever you. As you know, Chase is a Pittsburgh guy as well. Are you re familiar with his game coming out? I mean, was he a guy kind of known in the area as you were growing up? Or, um, yeah, I mean, Not we, really. yeah. I, I know about him, but you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm out of my game after after who I am and my strength. So, uh, you know that that's all I'm worried about. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm just trying to be myself. Bryce Marich, I. Congrats, congrats on the commitment, Cole. Uh, I first want to ask, why did you decide to jump on a car? Uh, I saw that video and I was just curious why a car. I mean, there's a lot of things up there, but yeah. So, um, actually, my uh, that that was my car. Um, okay. Okay. Hand me down car from my sister, and uh, it's kind of beat up. I don't know if you can see in the video. There's scratches and dents all over it, so wasn't too worried about damaging the car, but. Um, I, 
I kind of just did it on my own. My my dad wasn't around at first, and then he came around the corner and was like, "What the heck are you doing?" Like, and then he's like, "Wait, that's so cool. Let me let me get that on video." So yeah, that's that's the story behind that. Kind of asked for forgiveness instead of permission. I I guess so. It's cool. It's cool. And I my my other quick question is, how do you feel about joining the number one class? Have you talked to the other guys? Kind of what's the reaction? How do you feel about joining that class? Uh, I'm so excited to join the class. Uh, you know, we're, we're making something special. Um, we, I mean, we have the highest expectations. We're number one. We're the number one class. So, uh, you know, that some people can put some pressure on themselves about that. But I, I just think that's just going to – it just excites me. We're going we're gonna to be making each other better, pushing each other to practice. Um, what you said about recruiting other kids. I, I haven't done any of that yet. I think after tonight I will just because I'm committed now. So, um, you know, Coach Partridge told me he was going to have me get on Chiles and a couple other guys. So, well, that will that'll start after tonight. Gotcha. All right. My last one for you so you can get to your family and get to the celebration. You got to talk about mom and dad. You don't get here without them, right? And so – what they've meant to you, what they, how they've helped you through this process. Talk about your mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, obviously my biggest supporters. Uh, my dad, I don't know if you know, he played uh, D-tackle at Kentucky for Bill Curry. And uh, so he kind of he knew the road to get to Division One, And he told me, uh, whatever, whatever it takes, we're going to, if you, if that's what you want to do, we're going to get you there. So, you know, it, it's been it's been hard, but worth it. And uh, he he's he's been my coach since I first started playing football in second grade. Um, him and my grandpa actually, Coach Pappy. So um, yeah, they they've definitely helped me out. My mom, you know, she she's not an athlete, but she she's there for for any of the uh, you know being a little easy on me whenever Dad sometimes gets on me a little bit. Right, but uh, mom. Definitely just as important as dad. Um, so, yeah, I, I love love both of them. They're, they uh, couldn't, couldn't be here without them. All right, so we're going to be coming to watch you play. If we circle some games on the calendar, what would be the top games to get out to? I'm sure all these Michigan fans watching want to know, too. Yeah, well, I, I would say the top game is uh, against North Allegheny. They beat us last year in the Whippeal, Whippeal Championship, so that that's definitely one to look for. Um we're playing uh, St. Ignatius out of Ohio week two. That'll that'll be a big game too. So I think I would say those two in the regular season, uh, yeah, those, those would be the ones to look out for. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a big game to get to, right? Well, hey, Cole, once again, congratulations on your decision. Thank you for letting us share in the excitement. I'm sure all the Michigan fans are fired up, too. I can't even include all their comments. Uh, thanks to your mom and dad. Go have fun, man. Congratulations on becoming a Wolverine. All right. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Let's get to work. Go Blue. All right. There you have it, folks. The latest addition to Michigan's recruiting class, Mr. Cole Sullivan, uh, officially in the recruiting class. And, fellas, uh, yeah. We could kind of see that one coming, right? That's a good yeah, special guess. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Cool to see a kid commit live like that. It's always always a neat thing to see, man, with his family and stuff there. I didn't know he had a whole crew of people there. I mean, I assume he had some supporters, but. Here's the thing. The, so the people, so I guess he put on Twitter 
or Instagram, one of those, that he was going to be announcing at 7.30, right? So I think you had Michigan fans starting to put it together. But the people at his party didn't know. His grandparents didn't even know what he was going to do. Oh. So they the, the party was totally in the dark as to who he was going to pick. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah, cool. it was cool. It was cool. So, so the reaction you heard was genuine. Like, they were, like, genuinely surprised. Not that he picked Michigan, but just that, you know, by the school he picked because they didn't know. So, you know, you like to preserve a little intrigue where you can. Right? Right? So, no, if you put him with Aaron Childs, who Michigan, at least for he named his top three, it's Michigan, Florida, and Maryland, right? We have Michigan out front for Jeremiah Beasley. You're talking about the kind of athleticism that I think that Chris Partridge, when he came in, I think he's looking at, I need every down linebackers. Uh, and that's not to d- disparage any guys that were recruited before, but I'm, I'm talk- talking about what he, is he going to identify in the recruiting class that he wants to add. He wants to add guys that, you know, whatever the scenario, they can play every down. I think these are three guys, whether they be stand-up guys or come off the edge guys, these are these are three players that would fit that bill there, Steve. I mean, he he calls his grandpa Grandpap and, and is his coach Pappy. I I, I got it. Jim Harbaugh has to bet. That's like the most. That's another one of those most Jim Harbaugh things. Like Jim Harbaugh's got to love that, and that he knows that his dad played for Bill Curry. Off the top of it, I mean, it's not like that was real. Like he's well aware. Like you just right. feel like he loves the game of football, right? That that's something that we've heard Jim Harbaugh talk about more times than I can count about not just recruiting guys, but even the guys on the team about just guys that just love the game of football. And uh, it's clear by the, just the the way that he talks about the game and, and his relationship with his dad and his grandpa coaching him and stuff that uh, he fits that mold. But the, yeah, the athleticism also, and I think Michigan likes guys are looking guys looking for guys at linebacker who uh, they're looking at point of attack as well as guys who are, who are, are really good at the point of attack. Uh, another area where I thought Sullivan really stood out on first watch of film. So yeah, Mi- Michigan's linebacker recruiting seems to be in a, in a really good spot right now for sure. Yeah, we get, I'm going to throw up a couple clips of him really quick while, while we're talking, but yeah, man, speed and guys who arrive with bad intentions. That's the other thing. Right, guys that can run and hit Bryce. That's what these three guys would be. Cole, obviously, the only one officially in the fold, but got to feel like I've been saying, and we've been saying, Michigan looking really good for the other two as well. The guys that CP is going to have Cole Sullivan call. And on top of that, he's a high football kid. You know, he talked about his, you know, bloodlines with his dad playing at Kentucky. I think the other thing, and Steve kind of was alluding to this, is and he talked about this was, look at my top five. You know, he, he's a high academic kid. He's looking at schools for football and academics. He fits the mold of what Michigan's looking for. And on top of that, he can play so many spots. If you're watching the film here, right now he's kind of he's kind of covering like a slot. You know what I mean? And a guy who's six foot three, 200 pounds, blitzes in, slices there, Makes the hard tackle, and that's a guy that you can't you can't defend. I love this because he's out in space. You know, you look at him, avoids the, the blocker, hits the guy, gets the fumble, sets the whole play up. Now he's coming off the edge, spin move inside, finishes the play as well. I mean, th- this is stuff that 
for how advanced he is so far is just incredible. And again, he brings the wood. That's that's evident. And I, I know, like we were talking about Chris Partridge, these are these are chess pieces. This is a guy you can move around your defense. He can, you know, go back in coverage. He can go in the box. He can come off the edge. He can do so many things. He's basically a Swiss Army knife. And that's the type of perfect piece, not only for Chris Partridge, but Jesse Minter, who's shown the ability to use guys like this. You know, he's, he's perfect. You see how he can we he gets through traffic like a lot of guys. They, you know, they they get they catch blocks. But you know, that's I one mean, of the things that makes a great blitzer as well. Can you can you weave through traffic, right? Your pursuit angles to the football. It's not he just that. Excellent. It's his instincts. Look at his instincts. I mean, you could tell he reads, he can examine the play, he can just see what's happening right in front of him, and he can just he just, man, he runs through a brick wall. That's kind of what you want to see from your linebackers. Guys that are heady, they're smart, they can go sideline to sideline. Well, got- someone, someone was saying in the uh, in the streams, like, man, Mike Linebacker, that's the that's one of the ones where it's like, man, that's not an easy spot to learn, but this dude is super smart. And he talked about it with the school. I mean, he has Stanford in his final group of finalists, Notre Dame. Duke. I mean, Duke, yeah, you got high-level academic school, so this is a dude who can really think the game as well, and you see that coming through here. Chase was a smart guy, too. I don't want to say Chase wasn't a smart guy, but Chase was more just, you know, run to the football, right, at, at that stage, at that stage of his development. He was a great athlete, just chased the football down. This is a quarterback on defense, Steve, and you can see it in his film. Yep. So first step seems to always be the right step. Uh, definitely proper tackling technique too. Like some, you see some guys, yeah, just head down, you know, go after the ball carrier, whoever. Uh, but yeah, like I said, his first step always seems to be the right one. Like I said, great at the point of attack, good at shedding blockers. Uh, you know, but the other thing too, long arms. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why Michigan, I think there's the potential for him to eventually move down to the edge. If that, you know, we talk about coach Herb, the body development, uh, you know, I think that's another thing to look for with him. Cause I, he does look like a guy who's could easily put some weight on, you know? And uh, I mean, yeah, there you go. Pass breakup too in the, in the flats. I mean, really, really impressive player um, and has that frame to, to really for Michigan to work with and really kind of do whatever they want with him. Uh, I've not seen any offensive highlights, but if tight end is even mentioned, I got to assume He's heady on the offensive side of the ball too, but but again, I I definitely think his future uh, is on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's where he'd be most effective. Yeah, I think O Grant's out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's okay right now. He's doing all right right now though too. <laughs> o Grant's out of luck with this one, right? Uh, you know, CP, and if not CP, Mike Elston, they're like, man, we gotta have we gotta have guys that can chase these tight ends. We gotta have guys that can cover these tight ends. And he is definitely that, just a tremendous, tremendous athlete that, you know, here's the thing. As much as we talk about what position they want to put him at, I actually think they're going to let his body determine it. Because, you know, he's 6'3", 200 pounds right now. I mean, what if he winds up being 240, like Chase? 
you know, now now he probably is an edge like Chase, right? 240, 250. If his body, if he winds up being around 230, I was talking to one scout today, and he was like, man, he's I could see him being a Luke Keekley type. Right now, I know that's lofty. I'm not saying he's gonna be the next Luke Keekley, but you you talk about a guy at, at 6'3, 230 pounds that can really, really, really run. That's what that would put you in the in the mind of. So yeah, you know, just see. See what what the Herbert effect is on him and let that determine where he winds up, right? Yep. Another thing, too, uh, Michigan just beat Notre Dame for a kid from Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Uh, (laughs) That alone, to me, is it's significant because Notre Dame always gets the the Catholic school kids. I mean, they always have. They're they're bound to. uh, And this is definitely a kid Notre Dame wanted. Don't let anybody get that twisted either out there. Uh, This is a kid that Notre Dame was recruiting Really, really hard. Uh, but, yeah, Michigan, Partridge, Harbaugh, Herbert, Ben Herbert. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, a lot of, lot of unsung. I mean, we, we haven't, we've given Ben Herbert a lot of love, but, like, maybe not even enough. I mean, that's how much he seems to be making an impact. Uh, how many kids have we talked to or, or, or heard about that go and visit and that he's one of the, he's one of the uh, big, like, pluses on those visits. So, uh, yeah, just, a, again, a lot of little reasons why this is a nice little recruiting win for Michigan, too, even from a perception standpoint. Yeah, see, people getting fired up. I, it's, it's almost like people didn't watch the film. I'm looking at some of these reactions. They're like, oh, oh what? <laughs> Did Michigan just got that guy? This guy, Sean Paul Anthony, said, damn. <laughs> this dude is like that? Yeah, this, that's why. Now you see why Michigan was like, yeah. man, we got to have this guy. We got to add this guy to the class. A definite example of a guy that as the scouts see him, because look, this is not, you know, this is an ongoing, rankings are fluid. They don't, it's not like they see all the, you know, a thousand or however many guys they rank. It's not like they see them all at the same time. You see them over the course of a, of a year or a couple of years. And as you see them more, you start to adjust the rankings. This guy, without question, his ranking will be adjusted up. Same thing with Manuel Beagle. So, you might hear Buckeyes talk about, oh, average star rating. Michigan's average star rating is going to go up, guys. I think so. Right, Bryce? I mean. I would, I would assume. I mean, he's the guy that you talk about, Manuel Beagle. He was playing soccer in Germany. So, I mean, he's you talk about really learning the game. He's six foot five, 285 pounds. And, again, we talk about evaluations. Michigan saw him at camp, and Mike Elson was like, you have an offer. Like, no right. questions. You have an offer. How good? You know. How good does that look now? Right. I mean, that was one of those where a lot of people. You know, it's like what? You know, because you knew how many D linemen they were in on. Um, you offer, you take him. Also, not just an offer, because we have seen them offer guys at satellite type camps and maybe not follow through all the way. Uh, this one with Beagle, yeah, right away. I think he committed. How long? Like a couple days after that, right? Yeah. It was really. It was very fast. Uh, yeah. That says everything you need to know, uh, and and a, what's becoming a longer and longer list of guys that Michigan is evaluating uh, ahead of the curve for sure. Yeah, we would if signing day were today. These two guys would be in the running for class sleeper, right? The the guy that would in the best position outperform his ranking. They just won't be ranked there at the end of the cycle. These guys will be. You mark my words. I have nothing to do with the rankings. But for people who are, you know, slaves to that kind of thing, and, and rankings are important. They're just a guide. These guys, their ranking will go up. 
So, uh, you know, that that debate that you're having with Buckeyes where they try to make it seem they're trying to downplay and rationalize what's happening to them right now. And the only way they could do it is try to nitpick by saying, oh, well, you got more commits than Ohio State. Michigan's class will be top five. Hey, let's close like that. You guys feeling more like it's going to be a top five okay. class? Ellis? You ready to get on board finally? I think it's it, it will depend, I think, on how how much some of uh, like a guy like Cole Sullivan and made how far they actually do. I agree fully that they're going to move up. I think it just depends in some cases how far they're going to move up, uh, right? Ohio State's not going anywhere. They aren't. Uh, Georgia, obviously. But, again, Michigan is still on. You know, we talk about Aaron Childs would be one of Michigan's high, most, highest ranked guys. Uh, Jeremiah Beasley, a four-star. They're in great shape with Amarian Stewart, another guy who yeah. – Really, I think once more eyes are on him, could move up, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's it's getting close to thinking that top five is a real possibility. And, again, I go back to the point I made last time we did this discussion was that Michigan should also have another really good season on the field too, which is only going to help their chances in maybe grabbing some elite guys, uh, you know, that, that maybe we've talked about, but maybe we aren't focusing a ton on right now because maybe they're looking elsewhere or whatever so okay so we gotta we gotta shout out thad williams who says i believe in what y'all do i'm trying to donate nobody not gonna tell me wait wait hold on so you gotta understand how i close every episode i always tell you how you can show love to us now listen there's the part that helps us go and grow as far as our podcast because there's some who are listening on the podcast channel you can uh, tell all your friends about it. Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Subscribe to that channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, of course, like the videos, subscribe to the channel. That's how you can show love there. But that, are you a member of the MichiganInsider.com? If you are not, this is what you get all the time. Accurate inside intel. Intel that you can trust. So when we tell you, you know what? Hey, Kirk Campbell was down seeing Cutter Bowley. He may, or he was down at Cutter Bowley School. He didn't see Cutter Bowley, right? But he was at Cutter Bowley School. And the message was delivered. You know, he's talking to the coach. He said, hey, you know what? We're recruiting Cutter in 25. If he's a 24, we just don't have a spot. Now, I'm laying it online. That's accurate intel. They weren't recruiting him as a 24. That's accurate intel, right? So it's one of those things where one of the top quarterbacks in a 25 class May still be a 25. He said he's going to let, he's going to pick the school and not the class. So let's say it wound up being a case like you talked about, Steve, where he needed to be a 24 because of age. He could, he could still come to Michigan in 25 if he were to go to, to a prep school. That would be an alternative, right? So uh, if he is a 24 out of necessity, then there's still an avenue him to wind up at Michigan, but it would, it would, you know, you could prep to, to work that out. These are the kinds of conversations that are really going on, right? So, uh, man, fellas, did you see who just offered Bryce Young? I mean, not Bryce Young, Bryce Underwood, yeah, the, the Bryce Young's team, right? Just came through. You knew it was gonna get thick for Bryce Underwood, right? There's Ooh. no shortage of competition. And fella, I mean, every time I see the dude, every time I see the dude, he looks more impressive physically. Five-star quarterback. I think he's the number one prospect in that class. Michigan all over him. Uh, He didn't know. 
So I got to put this interview up as well. He didn't know what his schedule looked like beyond visiting Ohio State last week. His dad said we're going to be in Michigan quite a bit over the spring and summer. So, hey, you couldn't ask for anything more than that, Steve Lorenz. No, I mean, again, we, we talk about 180s or we talk about Michigan, you know, like even with Cole, Michigan being in a little bit later than some of the other schools, you know, so thinking you're off to a, you know, you're, you're a little behind from the coming out of the gate. And, uh, but with, with Underwood, yeah, I mean, it's, we've talked a little bit about it now with Steve Klingscale kind of keeping the, keeping the foot in the door and then Kurt Campbell uh, basically taking the door and ripping the hinges off of it so that it can't get closed again, you know, and saying that we're going to be here for the long run in this recruitment, you know, and doesn't mean Michigan's going to get Bryce Underwood, but right. again, they, they have put themselves in a, I think, I think we'd all have to agree. They're in a better position with him now than we probably envisioned them being in what basically when Michigan started to look like they were going to get Jaden Davis. Right. I mean, yeah, no from doubt. that standpoint, even maybe even longer than that. So, you know, I, I just, it, it's, it's, impressive what Michigan has done there just to just to put themselves um at the forefront of his recruitment and he's again much like Beasley how many times has Bryce Underwood been to campus the last right two months three or and four you know what he said he said something I didn't even uh this didn't make the interview but he said you know what they got Jacob Oden if they get Jeremiah uh you know other guys at Boo Carter he said that makes that increases Michigan's appeal even more so, uh, I mean, you stack those Max X guys and it starts to do a thing. <laughs> you know, it starts to do a thing. So, we'll see. But listen, folks, we got to get out of here. Keep it locked over on the MichiganInsider.com. We got lots more to come. I still have the one on one with Aaron Scott, the five star, or he should be a five star, will be a five star, number one player in Ohio. Still have that one on one interview to post. Still have the, the sit down with. Uh, with Bryce Underwood's dad to post. Of course, you just saw we we detailed Michigan basketball having a top transfer portal guy on campus. Uh, we're going to maybe have to do a basketball insider episode coming up. So be on the lookout for that. A lot more to come over on the MichiganInsider.com. If you are not a member, go get signed up. $1 gets you in your first month, get you access to everything we do, football, basketball, and recruiting and the entire 24-7 Sports Network. So if you want to know what the Buckeyes are saying about Aaron Scott, you can find that out. And once you get hooked, which you will, and become a full-paying member, you'll also get access to Paramount+. Plus. There is no better bang for your buck than that. Till the next time, folks, thanks for watching another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.